I can hear you. Okay, cool. I can well, hear you. So, where are you saying this scarf came from? It felt like Robert Thurman. That's correct. That's what, what made you think it was Robert Thurman? Because I was shown Uma Thurman. Oh. <laughs> That's wild. Um, well, what makes that so unusual is that this I'm sitting in front of the Batala Palace in Tibet. Nice. Which is where I was with Robert Thurman. And okay. I was standing on the top of this building called the Jokang Temple mm -hmm. in Lhasa when I took this photograph. So, and what Jennifer's referring to, hi Jennifer. What she's referring to is this scarf that I'm wearing that I found today. This bag was sitting next to my desk. Uh -huh. And this scarf was neatly folded. And what I just saw too was um, the, the bowl that you gave me for my birthday, the- Singing bowl, yeah, Tibetan singing bowl. Yeah, that was something else that came All right, through. well, let's ask this question, you know, what Jennifer and I are trying to figure out first, it's Sunday, it's not our usual day. And so somebody couldn't, and what made you think of me? So I kept getting, cause somebody want, somebody that I put in today, who was the president's wife of Seychelles, she wanted to do it on her birthday. And I didn't realize that, which was next Sunday, which is also means I have to talk to her on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know that. And I, and you know, she's asleep. And I sent her a message saying, I'm like, I can move you next week. And then you popped into my head. And I'm like, okay. I just asked if, you know. <laughs> All right. So, this is what we want to encourage people to do is when stuff pops into your head that feels like it's out of nowhere. Right. To follow it up. So we're going to follow it up in the only way we know how, which is to ask Luana. Luana, did you suggest to Jennifer that we needed to yes. chat to? Okay. Sure. So this is so fascinating because I expressed to you who I talked to yesterday. Right. And that kind of happened with the same thing where I called my buddy who lives up his he's a he's a surgeon. He's a neurological surgeon. Like he usually gets stage four cancer patients with brain tumors and stuff. And I've met, he has a practice, like he, his guru, like growing up was a guru of, um, oh my goodness. The Indian guru that the person you talked to yesterday, Marish Mahesh Yogi? Um, like a Hindu guru? A guru. And then the one that's also like the person that he followed that's up there at the. Um, yeah, he's in India. Yeah, okay. but the one that's up in Malibu, the sanctuary. Oh. Yogananda. Yogananda is his guru, but he had several gurus. So anyway. That's great, because we've talked to Yogananda. Right, so when, we, when I talked, so what was fascinating mm -hmm. was that when I talked to him, like I talked to him five years ago, his sister, because his mom passed away, and his sister made an appointment. She said, listen, my brother just graduated, like, honor top honors in school for like they want to build like he had several different offers where they wanted to search 
He was also one of the best surgeons, like top, top of his class. Anyway, mm -hmm. and he's very dear. Like at the time that I talked to him, she said, she goes, he's not going to go for it. He's going to like, he doesn't believe in any of the stuff. He studies the mind. Well, I told him where he was going to live for the next three years, which like he was at the time he was in, I don't know where he was, but it was back East. And I said, you're going to live in Malibu. And then I see Palisburg. <laughs> And he was just like, how does this happen? So then it kind of, like all the people that are- So that kind of opened the door for him. Totally opened the door for him. And one of the things that his mom said was you need to start meditating. He just laughed. <laughs> he thought it was funny. But now he's fully back to his practice, you know, but he also, like, I consider him one of my dear friends. Well, fast forward, I listened to my little, I called him up, uh, what was it, on Friday. And just wanted to say hello and check in on him. And he said, he goes, I'm with somebody right now who's my neighbor who also has a guru that was, a, you know, like Yogananda and all of that. Yeah. He's, like, He's my neighbor. Like, how weird is it that we have the same, like, two, I'm like, it's not weird <laughs> at all. No, not in this world. And then his, all he said was, and his best friend was George Harrison. I'm like, That's great. I'm like, well, isn't it his wife that passed away? Like, I seriously had no idea. Okay. So hold, pause for one second. Let's just break this down a little bit, which is we've talked to George a couple of times before. I know you're not aware of it. That's why you asked, was this his wife? But, and I, you, he's a chapter in at least one, two of our books. And I was told to bring a book, but I just didn't even think of that, you know, because well, I but, but. Here's the thing. His wife is the sister of a, a beautiful woman that my brother was engaged to briefly. Oh. I'm sorry to say they didn't get married because she's a lovely person. But so mm -hmm. my brother used to hang out over at their house. And when we talked to George, he remembered my brother playing softball over at his house. And then we have a mutual friend here, a Grammy Award winning record producer and who has a number of things of George's and they did records together and he produced his records. And so through him, I got details that I could ask George in our sessions just to verify. Okay. And you probably don't remember this, but I'm reminding I you. Anything until you told me this when I told you my experience. Yeah. Like, well, he, George asked us to reach out to Olivia, his wife. And I said, how are we going to do that? And his response was something along the lines of, well, you know, the book, sure, the book. And I've gone on social media and left a couple of messages saying, you know, there's messages. And look, she's a very spiritual person. Right, right, right. That's what she I'm probably saying. talks to him every day. So it's not like she needs us to let her know that George is always available. But what, we're t what you're talking about is that yesterday, somebody you never met before, you did a session with him on the phone and you access somebody that we've talked to before, George Harrison. Yes. Okay. So shall we talk to George now? Yes. And I want to verify things that I didn't know before because I didn't. Very good. And, and go for, the, for the listeners, you have to understand that my brain has been like, they say that, <laughs> <laughs> just hear me out. Stop laughing. I'm laughing. That. I am in the delta theta state when I work. And so, if ever, which means you're asleep. So if you've ever talked to someone when they're sleeping 
And even if they're wide awake for a second, they, you think that they got the message, they never remember it. That's my whole day at work. That's my relationship with my wife. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I know exactly what you're saying. And it's important. It's important to remind people because you and I have been doing this for some time. Right. And people would naturally think that somehow we were reading our books and then thinking we don't. You and I. I didn't have time, first of all. So then, so what happened was a child goes, is there any way you can come up tomorrow night? Which was last night, because I talked mm -hmm. to him on Friday. And I'm like, yeah. And I said to him, I'm like, sure, I'll be, you know, let me see. And so the next morning, I actually didn't feel well. And I said, this is another important part. I'm like, okay, universe, do you want me to go up there? Make me feel better. Because my, I had like, you know, whatever. Um, I just wasn't, I just wasn't on it. And all of a sudden, after I said that, when I said, okay, if you want to make it happen, then have at it, I got better. <laughs> Once I just let it go versus trying to get in my mind of trying to, and so yeah. I went there and it was, it was, and that's another, like when you're in a state of mind where you don't feel good and you're, you know that there might be something you're supposed to do, ask the universe, make it happen. Right. If you, if I'm meant to do this, Right, they met, they did so much, like they, the things that they did to get those two people together, right? And then to have me call why they're together and then to have them be excited about the, me coming up. Well, let's, let's ask Luana, if, we don't, if you don't mind. Well, George, George Harrison said, I'm the one that did it. After I channeled him, like got him in there, he goes, yeah, I'm the one that got you better. I, <laughs> I sat there and I'm like, I can't ignore that because I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. Well, let's ask him because we can. Okay. How, how did you do that, George? How did you make Jenner feel, feel better? What's the physiological idea or how does it work? That's so interesting. How do you see? <laughs> he said I changed her mind. <laughs> Plus, he you know, we've noticed... He said, right away, you changed my mind and making me feel better. Ah, he's literally me. It's like rewiring your brain. The part of your brain that doesn't feel good, because, of course, that's where all feelings end up, right? Your stomach hurts. The, that's what it was, my stomach. Yeah, and the brain is the, you know, interpreting what the stomach is telling it. So if right. you re change the brain, change the mind, it doesn't hurt anymore. Yes. Brilliant. So, yeah. George, what did you want? Well, obviously, uh, you wanted to connect. I won't say your friend's name. That's not fair. But who, why did you want to connect uh, Jennifer to you? Juana said so, and I've already talked to you. <laughs> okay. So, and, Lou. Okay. Tell me this person isn't feeling well, which is true. Mm-hmm. So hold on a second. So he said he said that um, that it was actually I'm like was it difficult to get everything? He's like no, it was really easy. And then lights. He said lights attract light, so it was easy to put them on the same street, even though it seems very difficult. But it was easy to put them on the same street, and they've walked past like so. This couple walked past them over and over again, and then all of a sudden they met him. 
and then had the same gurus and then had like so much in common. And because he's, you know, there's just, there was so much to that, but I'm like, like the frequency we've talked about, there's a frequency that connects everybody. And that's what I got last night or yeah, last night where because of the frequency, it's easier to lights attract light. Yeah. So George, are you, let me ask you a couple of questions. Are you hanging out with Robbie? <laughs> Hold on. My first instinct or whatever he said was, yeah, but he kind of annoys me. Mm-hmm. But like joking around, they love okay. each other. Okay, Jennifer doesn't know who Robbie is. George does. I have no so, idea. Okay, I just want to clarify that. So but when I asked George, are you hanging out with Robbie? There's only one Robbie that was very close to him. And the fact that he annoys him, so tell us, why does he annoy you? Is it his so knowledge? Dem- he's so demanding. And tell us, how, what does he demand of you? A lot, he says. He still but, wants me to further my knowledge there. He still wants me to further my- He still wants you to further your knowledge over there. Yeah, but- Correct? Because you said knowledge, but hold on a second. His knowledge in everything. So His it's knowledge not- in everything. everything. Not just physical stuff, but philosophical stuff. Yeah. So, George, can you bring Ravi forward for us to chat with just a little bit? Yeah, he's there. Okay, very good. Ravi, he sir? He, he says he takes up the whole room. Oh, wow. May yeah. I ask you some questions directly, Ravi? This is my friend Luana. This is my friend Jennifer. And you know everybody else here. It's Ra- How do you spell it? R-A-V-I. I'll tell you who he is later. Oh my gosh, because that is, that is the person that I saw yesterday's dad's name. So, oh, you saw that name. How does he appear when, when I ask how does he appear? Does he appear old, young, long hair, short hair? Doesn't matter. Did he have white, was there, like, not like you, I mean, just, did he have? <laughs> yes, yes, he, he would have appeared various states of white this but also younger he also says that there was he um did he like disappear like was there something with him being able to like i know let's ask him let's ask him what he means by that first sir if i may ask you some question is that okay that's permissible thank you who was there to greet you when you crossed over Ascended masters. Ascended masters. And were they people that you knew in life or were they people that you knew previously to this life? Previously. Previously. And you could put- I'm getting like Jesus. I'm getting a bunch of different ones. Bunch of different avatars. Yes. If you could put, or Luana, you know some of these names and maybe you guys together can put a name of someone in Jennifer's mind or what they look like. Well, I just got, well, what I received was our, the Dalai Lama. So I don't know. And so I don't like a Buddhist master. Correct. Correct. A Buddhist. Okay. That's why you would see the Dalai Lama. And Ravi, so were you seeing Buddha himself or people like Buddha? People like Buddha. People like Buddha. Okay. And were there also... Now he's making me stare at the place behind you. Okay. Well, that's where he was from. 
Jennifer doesn't remember, we did have a direct conversation with the 13th Dalai Lama, the predecessor to the 14th, the current one. We had a whole long conversation with him and his friend Charles Bell, what his life was like, because our higher consciousness is always back home, some part of it. So we can access people, their higher selves. Mm -hmm. Is that correct, Ravi? Always. Always. Okay, yes. very good. So, so Ravi, you, was there anybody from the planet that you greeted once you were greeted while you were over there, or was it only Ascended Masters? No, he was, okay. Oh, I feel like his mother did. Okay, his mom. His, very his good. His mom. His mom Who said. Who also was probably an Ascended Master, correct? I don't he know. said, you did well, like congratulated him on doing well. With what he Very did. good. Robbie, would you put in Jennifer's mind an object, the instrument that you played? Just give her an impression of what that might be like. We'll try to unpack it. It's not like a flute or something that, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Well, describe it. Because is it long? Is it a long shape? Did it have like a curl at the end or did it have like Did it have a, a curl at the end? But Robbie, show it to her close up. I want you to put it right up there in front of your face. Are there what what is associated with this object? I of course went to snakes, but no. Um snakes, okay. But you know, like like I'm just Oh yeah, da 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 okay. Yes, Indian music had a lot of naga, which are snakes, and a lot of references to the movement of snakes. But there was one particular instrument that Robbie played. And it's okay if you can't get it. It's all right. I just see different colors, but I feel like it's, like it's, it has this sense of like a conch shell, like a, a I don't know, like a. Well. I'm going to ask him, why aren't you showing her your instrument? That's my question. George, you know what instrument Robbie played. Why don't you show it to her? Lou, let George show it to you. What did she play? What did he play? I'm getting it confused with everything else. So just give me a second with okay. it. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not a test. I'm no, just curious. I, yeah. I know that. I just don't understand. Like he's shown me a different, because I keep going back to the ukulele. That, I, what? That's it. A big ass ukulele. <laughs> I thought he was going to give you a ukulele. And the reason but, is, is for the audience, is the strings. Just so you know, yeah. he did a ukulele in the beginning, but I said no. Uh, see, this is what happens. You're thinking, you, you're allowing your mind to judge. The ukulele showed up yesterday. So let me just let me tell you what the instrument is. It's a sitar, S-I-T-A-R. It's a long, elongated ukulele, but instead of four strings, I think there's 12 strings. There may even be more. I just happen to have an instrument that was commonly played. I saw that too. So, tabla. And I bought this in Tibet. Close. 
India. From a great tabla maker. But listen, we're not here to play, you know, 20 questions. We're not playing that. I just wanted to see who's hanging out with George. So George, let's go back to you. This is about you, my friend. Um, it's about everyone, he says. It's about all the connections that we have. It's about all the connections that we have. And let me ask you, since we spoke, has, has anything changed for you? Has it become easier for you to communicate to people like Jennifer? Or <laughs> no. is it the same? says no because I didn't realize it was him but I didn't look for that I just did what I was told yeah but I mean George I'm asking George your ability to communicate through the yeah because of Luana if it and the teachings it is easier for him to communicate but there's a lot of times that they can't hear it like his friend couldn't hear it right it's glimpses right. Because he was, he's scared, he, it just made it better that I confirmed it. Yeah. And that's why you're a medium. You're the person in between the two sides of the fence. You yes. know, that fence that's there so that you can be there and then they can talk to you and you can pass it along. Um, George, anything you want to say to friends and family? Love the love. Very good. Even when you're angry. Love the love. All right. Can we, can we go over what I said yesterday? Yes, please. So I didn't remember anything, but what was really cool is that George said that he met this person in 1968. Okay. Uh -huh. and, they, and then the person looked at me and he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he said, from the time that I met you, we were racing in a car. Immediately, he said, we were racing in a car, and his friend went, and that we were, and it was a convertible car, and we were going really, really fast. And I thought it was a metaphor. Again, I don't remember anything. He, just, he loved to race cars. He loved cars. He loved to race cars. Yeah. And then his friend said, I was trying to remember all of the things that he said, because I had to go back on that. Um, he talked about instances that, oh, he talked about his, their wedding. So he said, he said, happy anniversary to them. Wow. And I'm like, oh yeah, it was our wedding anniversary. <laughs> okay. I'm also getting though that you guys were married, like that he, and I don't know how I said it and I wish I could remember it. I'm sorry about that. But he basically said, I'm the one that picked the place for you guys to get married. And it was actually with his guru. Like they went to a place and they got married and it was with the guru that married, like he, it was because- That was part of it. Oh, that's lovely. And then he said that, this is the fascinating part because it does, because of what you sent me earlier. He said, he goes, there's something about a red, it's not a guitar, but it feels like there's something that's probably, in a, I think it's in a frame or something, and he goes, it's his ukulele. <laughs> well, very good. It was his ukulele that was in a, like, that he loved, that he picked up from his guru. Wow. And so I was shocked. So when you sent me this morning, I'm like, what? what? There's so many things that were came, like he's playing the ukulele. But that, that, I believe, was given to us 
because of course I don't remember. I have no idea. Yeah. Or I don't believe it or not. I have a lot going on. I don't have the capacity. <laughs> um. Well, it makes the work that much more interesting. Right. Because, you know, we can find stuff together live, you know, and people can judge for themselves whether or not they believe that we sat down before. I mean, what she's referring to is she said, oh, I talked to somebody who knew George Harrison and we had a long conversation last night and she and Jennifer said, you know, I, I at first I couldn't remember if it was that we had talked to George's wife or somebody else on the flip side. And I reminded her of all the things that we did with George and a close friend of mine. I didn't even tell you yesterday because I was told not to talk to you in case I got influenced. Oh, yeah, prior to it, sure. And the only reason we're talking about it now, this is a private conversation between George Harrison and a friend of his. We're not saying who that is, but the reason we're talking about it is to show people that your loved ones are always available. Always available. And he, what was interesting, he said his wife kept him alive for a very long time. And I forgot the fact that he was like, I'm like, there's something with the cat. I forgot that he was stabbed. Yeah hit him over the head or whatever it was. That's right. Stabbed in the throat and the whole bit. And, and he fought and fought the guy off. And yeah. his well, wife she, helped. Yeah, his wife hit him over the head with like a Yeah, that's correct. Um, um so there, there was so many great things that he came through with that I guess if we you know, again I'm like, I guess if we've talked to him before. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I carry my cell phone with me, right? And I start talking to somebody and they shift into this other realm. And I'm like, hold on a second. Boom. And I, you know, hit record. So then later on I can go, wait a second, did they say, and I can compare those things. But that's, I mean, I think that's, it's, it's very unusual. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, we've talked, we've talked to John Lennon before and, and I'm friends with Julian. So I've been able to, pass along private messages. And yeah. just like in this instance, anybody listening into this or tuning in might find it incredulous or not believe it. But the person you talked to last night is convinced. You see? He was so grateful. And, and it's really only for him. Yeah, and his, his wife had a sister that passed away that also oh and the other thing that he said was i was married just as long as you guys like which was oh, true. that's sweet he started laughing about it that's sweet and he was just so he was so funny and he was so like come on kind of thing and i just i found it i'm like oh so you're the one that, like i never asked how he changed it to where i felt better yeah I gave it up but it was very important for me to tell that and say that ask for help like when you don't like get out of your head once you let it go they always say let it go kind of thing yeah you can get yourself like allow them to help you well one other thing i wanted to point out is you know like i was saying this is a direct connection for somebody and i found we found that sometimes when we talk to somebody on the flip side on behalf of a third person their answers are tailored to that third person. So if that third person is a total skeptic, they'll give just little nuggets. Yeah. They're not trying to prove they still exist. They'll even say, you know, don't bother. They're never going to believe you. So I'll just to give you this. But when somebody comes through or you connect them who knows that, you know, this is accurate, 
then they're, they'll give more information. They'll give more details. They give more verification. He gave so many details and he was so grateful for it. You know, it just, fantastic. it just made him feel. Well, like, George, let's ask George. We, we, you know, it's not like he has to listen to us. Uh, George, what was your impression of that conversation you had last night with your friend? It was just enough to get him to sleep better. Very good. Like it was just good. enough to let him know that I'm there, like I was there. Like I call him the two G's, which was funny because G actually is a frequency for for flying. Yeah, playing guitar. Sure. Right. So, but they the have two G's. Yeah, the two G's. Um, but they are. Uh, <laughs> or not to G? That's the question. Um, he said he was grateful. George was grateful to who? Or, or you're saying your friend was, his friend was grateful. He said he was grateful for me, which I, for me, are you sure? He said he said he was grateful for me because I gave exact like depictions of time that he could relate to. Very good. George, do you remember meeting Luana in life? Was it at a music festival or was it at Far Away? Like no, well, yes and no. It was after a concert in Los Angeles. Well, I was shown a concert, like, but I didn't yeah. know. No, that's all right. That's why I'm here to unpack it. So they met at a party afterwards and Luana was an actress. Uh, you know, who had been invited to the party. She was very sexy. <laughs> she liked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, her eyesight went bad, but she, by the time she met me, I'm kidding. No, but um, Lou, what was your impression of George when you met him? He was an asshole. <laughs> wow. That's an interest. I mean, it's interesting. You see, it's interesting because if we were trying to make up something, it would all be lovely, you know. I loved him, but he was an asshole. Hold on. Okay, that's very, I find that very enriching. Just scattered. But she said there was an essence of him. Hold on. Right when he got into, like, the spiritual side, I felt like that might have been when they met. I'm not sure. I, I think it might have been 67. It might have been earlier. Well, let's ask him. When did you guys meet? Was it after your concert in 66? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's your impression of him now? What? What's Lou? What's your impression of him now? She's laughing. He's lovely. <laughs> Still a pain in the ass, but he's <laughs> You know, he does seem kind of funny. I mean, he's taciturn. His replies are always I got that last night though too when they were talking about like oh my gosh he's so funny and he's so like we gotta do this we gotta do that no you're not gonna do that he was very like uh-uh you're not going to work today you're gonna stay here with me kind of thing <laughs> yeah. well, I, you yeah. know listen if i if i knew his pals better i'd have better questions to ask him you know other than what would you that's what you're doing though rich he loves that you're unpacking it like this well he trying to so I listened to it and I called like I texted you and said, Hey, let's do this today. Yeah. So George, you said 
you wanted to pass along a message of love to your fans and friends. Yeah. Because a lot of people have a real hard time with that concept and that word. So what would be a one, two, three, or what would be a way to put people in a state of mind that they could be receptive to love? Meditate, however it looks to you. So quiet your mind. Ask for love and see what's shown to you. Ask for love and see what's shown to you. Do you mean visually or do you mean some event? Visually. Visually. So like that we're grateful for, that we're able to say, hey, we're grateful for, like I'm grateful for the beach right now, <laughs> that I can go down there. Little things like going outside. Yeah, be grateful. Uh, be, so by being grateful and by sitting quiet and seeing what, like I feel like, you know, the love that will come in, you'll be shown different things that um, you wouldn't think of. So it's not something you think, it's something that will be given to you. Let me ask you, when you first met John, your bandmate, uh -huh. Recognized him as somebody that was going to be impactful in your life. He thought he was going to be an asshole, <laughs> but over a couple of drinks, they um, there was something that they knew they had to do. It was very strong. Very strong. Our friend Little Richard came through last week. We had a nice chat with him. Have you had a chance to connect with him since he's been back there? Or is he running in a different circle? Because he's really busy. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. There's a lot of tributes to him. Yeah, they've all talked. What's interesting is I'm getting this again. They've talked about what they could have done better on the planet. What have you done better, George? If It's a ridiculous question for me to ask, but if why not? You mentioned it. What could you have done better? Has to do with her kid, his kid. Danny. Yeah. Donnie. How did you know that? It just popped up. Well, that's head. his name. I mean, is that what he said? Yeah, he did say that. I don't remember. Like, yeah, he said Danny. I wish I would have done more with Danny. Okay, well, please elaborate. What else do you want to say about that? What do what? I was tough on him. Musically, emotionally, distant, what? Tough on him being who I was. And being a spiritual person, trying to push that on him doesn't always work. You have to let them be themselves first. Okay. He yeah. seems to be a really well-adjusted fella, your son. Why is that? Because of his mom. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought you were going to say. Good answer. <laughs> so, listen, I think it's a, it's wonderful. I mean, is he aware of your presence? Is he aware of you hanging around with him and being there before no, him? Yes, he, he is now. Yeah, I, I've seen. I picked it up after he left. Like he picked up his. He picked up being like the quietness of being able to look in after he left. Okay. And I've seen that his wife, Olivia, has put a few things on Instagram and stuff. They're really lovely. They're memories of him, you know, photographs, 
And whenever something comes up or, you know, someone passes away, she'll post a picture of, you know, George and this person, whatever it is, or old friends, somebody's birthday. Are you influencing her on that? Or is that just something you get to observe? <laughs> He's saying she's all in on her own. Like she gets it. She doesn't need me that way. But he's excited, and she knows that he gets excited about it. Um, I don't know. There's something about Paul's birthday, I think, or something with Paul coming up or happened just recently. Um, Could be. Um, and how do you, George, how would you enter into somebody's dream? If you were going to do that, let's say you were going to go into a, once a close friend's dream. How do you shift or alter your frequency to get in there how does that work that's easy i just break in he says but i mean do you shift do you I, adjust hold on hold sorry on. he says he puts it in their head before they go to sleep so it's like like a tuning fork like hitting the right string. Like he then, did tell me my head about what, you know, calling and then getting information. Like, yeah. like texting me about 10 minutes ago, like, are you available for Skype? Um, so shifting your frequency to sort of break in. And when you get in there, how do you create an avatar or an image that doesn't frighten people that, you know, I mean, do you pick an age and a range? I mean. He just started laughing. He goes, they get in there younger. <laughs> <laughs> you get in there as a younger person. He says that he gets in there when he, when he met them. When he met them. And that you were what, less uh, controversial then, less combative, less yeah. frightening. Very good. Um, and have you gone, have you come to visit Ringo or have you come to visit Paul? All the time, he says. And are they aware of it or is it? No. So what would be an example, please, if you don't mind? Um, so Ringo's waking up in the morning and you want to ping. How would you do that? Well, it's funny because he showed me Ringo waking up and then tripping over a guitar that was his. <laughs> That would do it. And then Ringo would go, what the? God. What? Like something okay. like What that. about Paul? What about would Paul? How would you ping Paul? He just rolled his eyes. Paul is very busy. Um, Not when he's sleeping. No, I know. Well, he just showed me in his sleep. Damn it. You just said that. <laughs> I'm like, reading his mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You just showed, well, you're tapped into the same frequency right now. Her. Um, he showed me that, yeah, when he's sleeping, he talks, he talks to him and it, what do you say? What do you say when you're talking to him? Everything's going to be all, everything's going to be all right. There's something with that. Something in the way he sleeps. <laughs> everything's going to be all right. All right. I know you think that's their song, but maybe it is. No, it's something that his mom told him that created a great song. Um, come on, guys. Uh, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Well, we've had a chat with Paul's mom. It's the last chapter in book two. Right. Next Age Pass. It's called Let It Be. Um, 
so along those lines, when you got back home, we've talked to you about when you got home, but there are other people that have come since. So some of the traveling Wilburys, some of your bandmates uh, have arrived since then. And was, were they surprised to see you or did you give them time to acclimate or how did that work? It depends on who, but yes, and what they believed in. There's a process over here that allows them to get, come in as, again, a soft landing, he's showing me. Soft landing, okay. And some of them know it right away because I show up at the hospital or wherever they're at and I'm like, hey, let's go, kind of thing. And then other ones, you just have to step back and let them come in and let other people handle it first. So get them that soft landing so that they don't skid and fall down as they come in. And then we do a concert and then they realize that they're not in, on earth anymore. So put that in Jennifer's mind. A concert that you played with some of your fellow bandmates. Something with Woodstock or something like Woodstock. Mm -hmm. And put, help, Luana, you can help her with this. What song would be a song that you would have them perform? I don't, I don't know any of the songs. That's all right. We've broken this down. We Remember how we found Blue Suede Shoes? They showed you a pair of blue suede shoes. So okay. George, put the image or have Luana put the image in Jennifer's mind of the title of this song that you guys might play. Is there anything that has to do with a horse? Yeah, yeah, horse. I don't know, saddle, horse. George, horse. Show, show us that, show Jennifer that horse. What color is it? It feels like a toy. Okay, Should, but describe it. What is it? Is it a big toy, a little toy? Something with a bow. Okay. Is it a dark horse? Yeah. Okay. Is that the name of the song, George? Dark Horse? He's laughing. He should be. That's the freaking song. <laughs> That's the song. That's his freaking song. Dark shut, Horse. Shut the front door. I am not shutting any doors. George. I don't know, but that's what I was getting. Okay, whatever. You don't know. Let's see. Let's get that in front of me. Dark Horse. Come on. Up, 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 up. Turn. That's up. so. Nice. Look, he made it. He, he, he made it. Move, Dark Horse. There it is, George Harrison. Yeah. Very cool song. I'd play it, but then we'd have to pay somebody, right, to listen to it. I don't know, something like that. He's like, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> we are, sir. We're paying homage to you. I, just because I, I can. That's so funny. Like, he showed me just a wouldn't, like, he was trying to show me not, like, that's just so funny. Um, I can read you some of the lyrics. Why do you have them play that one, George? Or are you the one playing they, it and then... They never played it. So it was something that they never, like, something that was different that they didn't play that made them go on stage and... They, I don't know what it is. All right, here's, here's the lyrics written by George Harrison. I'm a dark horse running on a dark race course. I'm a blue moon since I stepped out of the womb. 
Interesting. I've been a cool jerk who's looking for the source where we are. I'm a dark horse. So that might be a little scary for people that are going to the other side. <laughs> well, let's see. He says, I thought that you knew it all along until you started getting me not right. Seems as if you heard a little late that I'm a dark horse. Listen, you and I can't make this up. I mean, it's obviously a song about finding source. And yes, he just hit me on the head. Yes. So, thank you, George. Wow. So you, you are part of source. Consciousness is source. God is source. We've learned this from many conversations. So finding God, finding, and this, the person that we invited, Ravi Shankar, one of the most famous sitar players in the history of mankind. That's the person we invited. He showed me a horse, and then it came, like when he said dark horse, it turned into a dark horse, but it was never dark. That was just his way of Expressing what that is. The vehicle for enlightenment is that horse. Is that right, George? Or am I just throwing that out there? It's the polar opposite. You're never, dark has to have light in order to be dark. Okay, very good. And when we asked him who was there to greet you when you crossed over, the first thing he said, and it's in the chapter in the book, was a horse. He mentioned a horse. Really? He did, yeah. He talked about the higher self of his wife, but he also talked about a yes, horse. Yes, I asked him, like, didn't John? Wasn't John there? Um, no, John was later. It was really this horse first, and then and then the higher version of the higher consciousness of his wife, and then understanding. And eventually, when did Ravi Shankar show up? When did you seek out his? Was it right away? Or? I felt him immediately. Immediately. Like, just went like this. Like, so what I was shown is like just the electric magnetic field being all encompassing. So the horse was there, but he knew that his guru was there. And was that a pleasant experience or startling or what? Love on the highest level. Love on the highest level. Unconditional love. Yeah. It doesn't get any more powerful than that. But speaking of powerful love, of big love, we do have a friend whose birthday it is today. It's the atheist. <laughs> well, the atheist, if you're looking at the atheist, he's here to celebrate the birthday of his close friend from I know who I love. Um Billy. Right? Very good. Billy's birthday today. Happy birthday. He's like it's about time. <laughs> well, listen, look around. You don't think that George gets the front chair? Dude, your second chair. Okay, you're here. <laughs> All right. He's like, let's, a movie. Well, I don't know how long I have you for, but Billy, let's talk about this a little bit. How are you, brother? I'm fantabulous. Fantabulous. Very good. Um, and the reason I know it's your birthday is because one of your children posted a lovely picture of you and the family and said, happy birthday to you. Anything you want to say to your kids? I mean, I had the chills. He did say that. Yes. So 
anything you want to say to your kids, listen, we're just trying to help connect our loved ones to our loved ones. They're doing but go ahead, brother. He does feel them. He goes, but they're opening up to signs now too. There's somebody that they that has helped them through that too. Okay, a friend of yours or a friend of theirs? Or both? Friend of my wife's, he says. Okay, very good. I'm glad to hear that. Somebody uh, like so whatever that looks like. Say again, I'm sorry? Somebody like me, so either a medium oh, or... Oh, like a medium, so a friend. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. Well, that's great. That's why we're here, Billy. We're just trying to connect everybody. <laughs> he said he wished so, he could... He just gave me a big... <laughs> Give you a, a swat or a kiss? A kiss. A kiss. Okay, very good. So what do you want to tell your fans, Billy, other than they love you, they love you? Keep dreaming and create things while you're, while you're at home or whatever you're doing. Like, start creating. Like, start. Don't think that this is a time to stop and get stuck in your head dream and like start asking questions we're so close to you guys because now the world is kind of stopped there's not so much infrastructure like there's not so much kinetic energy elsewhere and what would be a good way to communicate with you bill ask <laughs> you just like ask ask okay ask questions what? about you and your path or ask questions about their path which about their path my path was already done about their path well i always tell people to ask questions that they don't know the answer to and one of them would be so who was there to greet you when you crossed over what are you doing you know what do you miss what kind of yeah. foods are you eating over there that kind of thing and that allows you then to get to the questions about your journey right and of course when people ask a question should i fill in the blank, move my house, whatever. And then they hear an answer, they can't help but think, oh, that's probably wishful thinking. It's a little different when you ask something about you, like your favorite food. And research it, like, re like that's yeah. what makes it so fat. Like you're my researcher. I don't have to go research what answers. Yeah, I, I, would, I would never do that. But it was just the fact that we've talked to George when I thought, I'm like, is George dead? Like, I'm like, I didn't know even yesterday. I seriously thought it was his wife that died of cancer. Or I thought, like, it was just kind of nutty. But it doesn't surprise me at all, of course. And then when he told me this morning, yeah, we talked to him. And there was something about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. All that stuff came up. Like, it was just so crazy to me. I'm like, well, of course it's going to come up the same way to somebody that was his best friend. Yeah. Well, this is why I tell people to ask questions. Because if you, let's say, Bill, let give you an example, but you as an example. Let's say I'm sitting in a, your favorite restaurant and I think of you and I think, oh, I wonder what Bill's doing. And I ask you five questions, blah, blah, blah. How do we save the planet? You know, how do we right. elect a different president? Whatever I'm asking you, I hear answers. But instead of judging them, I just write them down. A, B, C, D, F, G. All right. A day later, a week later, now I'm listening to a song or I'm flicking through the channels and I see Twister come on or something. And I think of you and I ask again. And this time, if the answers are different, then I can check the subtle differences 
as well as re-ask questions. And eventually it becomes this dialogue so that you can, now that you're aware that I can ask questions and actually get answers, you're aware of how that process works with me. And you can just say, don't go to the store today or. I've always been aware. Yeah, well. But yeah, for other people, like that. For other people, that's what I mean. Asking questions, like if you, it's so much easier to allow the universe to help you. And that's what I've learned. Like, it just occurred to me, like, I'm like, you guys, if you want me to go, just make it happen. And they did. But I never knew how they did that. I never knew that George did that. George told me last night that he did. And I started laughing. Well, thank you then, because I feel about, like I'm a thousand times better. And then I also got that he, you know, which was funny. Well, I didn't get this. You asked the questions. And this is why it's so great that I work with you for one of many trillion reasons. But he said, he goes, oh, I just changed it to where, real easy, just changed it to where she was okay. I'm like, was that that's a, that's a really cool answer. Because you could, my brain at first went, oh, yeah, okay. But then I thought, wait a minute, how do you do that? All right, that's what you do. You shift that's the so, mind. That is so great. So, so, because you mentioned Harry Dean, we can't not ask the Harry Dean a question. The bartender. Is it his anniversary coming up or something like that? It very well could be. I talked to one of your friends last night or a couple nights ago on the phone for about an hour. Yes, you did. And you guys had a long conversation about what he should do. That's correct. That and is he right. He gave him great advice because he gave you that advice. Oh, he gave me the advice. That's very good. I'll tell you what it was. It was uh, somebody wants to write a book about my friend, um, you know, and his, whatever, his life and his journey. And I, through our work, actually speaking to Hira. Yes. Hira told us that this author was full of baloney and that he wasn't accurate or true. And so I had to lay out over said, an hour and a half. He said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, I can only report. Harry, I got a weird, obscure one for you. There was a bartender at a restaurant that you used to go to all the time. You were there a lot. In fact, the last time you and I had dinner together was at this place. This bartender passed away like a day or two like ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What'd you see? The bartender was gone. Like the bartender passed away. So I'm like, I don't know why you're bringing up the bartender. <laughs> so Harry, is he? Have you seen him, or is that somebody yeah. you would? Well, he's taking him around everywhere. Everybody knows him. He's a mixologist. Oh, that's fantastic. So what was it like for him to see you? He knew he was dead. <laughs> uh, his name is Mike. Mike, the bartender at Dantana's, passed like a couple of days ago. Dantana's, they used to go there too. Okay, well, Harry used to live there. And, I, you know, I was thinking Mike was a guy who would let Harry drink until four in the morning. I mean, there were no laws when it came to Harry Dean, you know, no liquor laws. Anyway, and the last time I was with Harry Dean was at Dantana's at four in the morning. You know, I was like, can't we get cut off? Somebody cut me off. I don't want to drink anymore. Anyway, I just wondered what a fun thing, you know, for that bartender, Mike, to see Harry Dean, like, you know, I'm home. Excited. 
He makes drinks up there. He can make them like with through geometry, through the frequencies of how to make it. Like he can make them. Wow. So they're very. You don't get drunk though. What? You don't get drunk though. Well, we could try to recreate that, but he said. Right. You can remember the time you were drunk and then try to remember what it was like to be drunk, but you don't get that high, you know, you don't get that buzz. Hold on. This was very fascinating to me. Oh, I thought they would bring, he would bring him back into a memory of when they were like that. Yeah. And no. But they show them memories. He said no. But I just want to clarify that. He said no. For sure. Because I saw them go back to a memory. Like, oh, yeah, you can. He's like, oh, no. But they can enjoy the taste that will give them all the memories of that. Ah, uh, okay. It's very clear. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Because we, I know we asked and people said, yeah, you can create any of these cigarettes, but you don't have lungs, so you can't get cancer. You know, drinks, but you don't have a brain, so you can't get stoned. But you right. do have the memory in your mind of the taste of the flavor. And so when you're creating that drink, I don't know, if you think about the math, everything is math. Memories. So I, I just got Adam, like, so I just got um, Adam Levine, you know, drinks cause more memories and memories, blah, 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 blah. Oh. I can't, okay, but so. Yeah, which is about what is drinking? I mean, it's so making the brain. Creating memories by like making the drinks that they love. Yeah. Because there's so many memories when you drink. I wonder if there's somebody that does cocaine up there that's making that. <laughs> Listen, I see a commercial. There you go. In the future, people having a bud on the flip side. <laughs> a flip side bud. All right. All right. Well, how long do I have you for, darling? I gotta go. But... I figured that. Look at that. I even know that. All right. George, we love you. Thank you. Did you know, George, that your song, Here Comes the Sun, has become the most downloaded song in the history of mankind? Yeah. He's Why like... did you write that song? Was, were you coming out of a depression, or was it just a play of a phrase if you think about being enlightened or wanting to be enlightened it's not something you're in depression for that song came out was there something in 1962 that happened to him very possibly i don't know or when did the song come out song i think was a little bit later like 1970 maybe 69 70. they were kind of breaking up I remember they were having a hard time recording on, I think, at Pinewood or somewhere. It had me sting. Like, every breath you take was from a breakup. Like, the best songs are made from breakups. Yeah. But that's, and he's also saying that that's not a bad thing because it really invokes your vulnerability. Your vulnerability. It makes me smile every time I hear it. Little yeah. darling, it's been a long... And I had no idea he even saying that. I had no idea that... <laughs> All right. I know, I'm sorry. I didn't That's all right. Don't apologize. George, I'm sure you don't care. Does that bother you in any way? No, probably not. A little bit? <laughs> she's, a, she's not a boomer. I'm never, a boomer. I've never, all right. I've never seen him. Like, I don't, I just remember a clip 
where his wife was on a horse. I just thought she was the one that passed away. It was just so weird. Well, they, she's fine, all right? She's so, in, but yeah. the idea that he was on stage singing Dark Horse, wow. And it's about enlightenment, obviously. I never knew that until this moment, until I read the lyrics aloud. Because dark and light, they're all the colors. And they're so, all part of the same thing. Same frequency. Right, yeah, it's beautiful. We Billy? think bad though to be not light but it's all the same like if we know that we're all together like it goes back to just the same thing that you and i believe in that if we're all together and we're in it all together that we'll look at the world differently and we'll help the world differently we'll plant more trees we'll help you know we'll stay inside so that someone else doesn't get sick we're you know? all connected like roots of a tree we can't see it but they can and they help us by arriving in the middle of the night and reminding us of that love, of that connection, how we're all connected. Yes. So thank you, sir, for reaching out to Jennifer. Luana, thank you for connecting us today like you do so well. Um, I actually posted one of your short films on my Facebook page today, which is hilarious. Clones, C-L-O-N-E-S, at Greaser's Palace. Something I did when I was in film school. It was a film school class project, and Luana plays it to the T. Um, and Billy, happy birthday, brother. We're so sorry you're not with us here. But He's like, I gave, you, I gave you a movie, the one on Gaia, or Jaya, whatever. Yeah, the one on Gaia. That's right, yeah, talking to Bill Paxson. Anybody wants to hear Bill Paxson answer questions? It's not there. Um, and he says three different mediums. Jennifer's one of them. They, they answer, uh, they ask him questions and they get the same answers. Harry Dean, we love you, brother. Okay. All right. All right. Jennifer, thank you. <laughs> A little extra episode out of nowhere. Thank you, George Harrison. May all things must pass. One of, another one of his songs. Keep racing. Keep racing fast. Keep racing fast. You know what? Oh, wait, let me just tell you what he said. We asked him something, and we he wanted to say something profound. And he said, all things must pass. And I knew that one of, was one of his songs, one of his famous songs. And then he added the word gas. All things must pass gas. Okay, bye. I got <laughs> That's his joke, not mine. His joke. You were like, bye. What? I what? love you. I still don't know that song. Whatever. Bye. All right. I'll send it to you. Love you. Love you. Okay. Bye. We love all of you guys. Bye bye. Cheers. All right.